podcast where I talk about the good news of Jesus, and I hope that you're encouraged. I'm sure I should tell you to review us somewhere, but I've never understood any of that, and I don't worry about it. You probably don't either. This morning, I'm going to read Psalm 2. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but I am very thankful for the practice of reading the psalm of the day of the month that it is, and then adding 30 until I've read five psalms. And when we do that over the course of a month, we will engage the whole Psalter and allow allow it to pray us and learn to pray and become psalmists ourselves. The only time people can get tripped up by this is when they encounter Psalm 119, which is really long. And I'd encourage you, if that trips you up, to throw that psalm to the 31st day of the month. And one of the things I love about um, utilizing the psalms that way is we end up experiencing the three types of psalms. Uh, The psalms are incredible in their theological uh, breadth, but for our purposes in learning to let them pray us, there are three categories, and there are psalms of orientation, which we think dominate the psalms, but they do not. Psalms of orientation are positive praises. When we understand God and his goodness, we give him glory and praise. Psalms of disorientation. These are actually the most common. These are laments. These are crying out. We're going to look at one in just a moment. And then there's psalms of reorientation, like Psalm 23 or Psalm 30, where there is praise, and then something happens. And then there's a return to praise, either because of a heart shift or a change in circumstances. Most of the time, we don't have any clue what it is. So Psalm 2, which is actually an eschatological psalm also. It is a psalm of disorientation for our devotional time, but it is a psalm that speaks to us about God's viewing of and sovereignty over the world. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, As for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will tell of the decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise. Be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Among other things, this is a psalm of disorientation as we watch the nations rage differently than they were six months ago. This psalm reminds us where God is, as does the Lord's Prayer. He is in heaven, which means he can see in ways that transcend our understanding. But the way I like to say it in prayer and to you is, God sees your yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It was never confusing or surprising to him. He understood it in all of its purposes. As Psalm 2 takes us from the realities of the nations of the world up into the heavens, then it comes back down and gives a warning. Psalm 2 interacts beautifully with 1 Thessalonians and Isaiah and the revelation in terms of helping us understand God's perspective that Jesus will return, kiss the sun lest he be angry, and when he returns, he will heal nations and the world. And yet at the midst of grand disorientation, 
in the midst of uh, eschatological promises and warnings and prophecies. The very end of Psalm 2. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. I assume that if you're listening to this, you're, you're at least curious. Well, there's a promise that he is a refuge and that we can take refuge in him. All who call Jesus Lord are indeed in him. And every spiritual practice is a way of reminding our hearts that we're in him. So I'm going to breathe in and out this last part of the psalm, and I hope that encourages you as it does me. Blessed are all who take refuge in him, for he is good and strong and loving and kind. Blessed are all who take refuge in him, 